I'm sorry. What's up guys, and welcome to the 20th episode of the Sweet Peaceful. Yeah, that's right, 20 fucking Number episodes. Number 20. 20! Number 20. That's a lot. That's 20 a lot. Episodes. So, okay, I promise you guys we're going to be doing something special for episode 20, and we have, I would say, something special. Um, I mean, we're all drunk in a room together, so it's special. Yeah. For the first time ever, we are all recording in the same room, and we are all... Pretty inebriated. Um, <laughs> inebriated. <laughs> to say the least. A good way to put it. Also, this episode was... We changed up the formula of the episode. The outline is different. We are not going to be doing a normal episode. This is kind of different. Um, it's going to be more discussion-based. Um, Basically, so yeah. everyone thought I was going to leave, and then I decided not to leave. So, here we are. Yeah, me and Alex were prepared for a two-man episode until about a day ago... So we're back to the full cast, the sweet, peaceful, the, the cast I'm of here. No in Love. <laughs> Devin is here. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Without further ado, here we go. I am your host, Kelton Burns. Today I'm joined by the one and only Devin Luna. How's it going, everybody? And the great Alex Curtis. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, in gaming news this week, Microsoft has purchased ZeniMax Media. For seven point five billion dollars. Billion. That's too many bees. Now, 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 now. Let me break this down for you guys. For those of you who are wondering who Zenimax Media is, Zenimax Media, let's say, owns a few big fucking game developers. So let's get into it. They own ID Software, which is the stu- the fucking studio who makes Doom, Quake, and Rage. Mm-hmm. Zenimax Media owns. Mm-hmm. Arcane Studios, which makes Dishonored and Prey. Zenimax Media owns Machine Games, which makes Wolfenstein. Mm -hmm. Zenimax Media owns Tango Gameworks, which makes The Evil Within. Zenimax Media owns Zenimax Online Studios, which makes, uh, you probably know it, Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online. And finally, the big one, Zenimax Media owns Bethesda, which makes Fallout and Elder Scrolls. That's Obsidian, Skyrim, Morrowind. I mean, shit. Basically, at this point, Zenimax owns you. Yeah. (laughs) So. They own a lot of stuff. They got a lot of stuff going. $7.5 $7.5 billion. To put that in perspective, Disney bought Star Wars from Fox for $4 billion. So Microsoft paid more, almost double, for fucking Bethesda, or for Zenimax Media, than Disney paid for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Now, I was curious how much Disney paid for uh, Fox Entertainment, since they recently, recently made that acquisition, and that was... Uh, $71.3 billion. So, yes, that is 10 times more than this acquisition. So, obviously, a much more bigger acquisition. Yeah. Way more properties involved in that. But this is a massive inquisition, acquisition in the uh, in the game industry. Um, I looked a little bit more into it. Robert Altman, who is one of the founders of Zenimax, has been considering selling the company for several years, with EA being the closest company to purchase it before Microsoft came in. And for those wondering... What this means for Microsoft, their fucking Game Pass library is about to be bolstered with all these ZeniMax titles. The first one coming to Game Pass is going to be uh, Doom Eternal, Ooh, okay. and I don't okay. think it was any coincidence 
that this announcement of this acquisition happened the day before Xbox Series X pre-orders went live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so, hated to be that one that was like, yo, Xbox has it with the Game Pass shit, but they, they literally... They do. The Game Pass... Game Pass they is have that excellent. shit on lock. Like, they, they will release something that has come out within the span of a week, and they... They Wait, drop it. Not, the day they one, a game will come out, $60 for everyone else, Game Pass users, it's already on their service that they pay for. Mm. So, that's an experience on its own, for that, sure. That's, that's pretty quality. Some more things to consider with this acquisition. Um, it will be a few years before we see the fruits of all these seeds Microsoft has been planting, because Microsoft has been purchasing studios and studios and studios, and they, they're not done buying studios. They said they're not, this is not the final one they're done Damn. purchasing. So, like... Okay. They went from owning three studios to twenty one and over the course of three years. So like they Damn. heard they heard the gamers. The gamers <laughs> were like, shit. Yeah. The gamers were like, Xbox doesn't have any games. Xbox One only has Forza Horizon and Gears and Halo. This is true. And they were uh not yeah, Forza Horizon, but they were like, Alright, we're gonna buy studios they and we're gonna have games. and they wanted to come up with something better. <laughs> yeah. Was there any word or rumor about a next Elder Scrolls game? So Elder Scrolls 6 has been confirmed to be in development for a long time, and they did confirm that any game that has already been announced will be coming to all gens. I mean, all platforms. So like, yeah, PS4, the one it was we'll announced. That's what I heard too. Was like, if it was announced for everything, it will be released for everything. But anything mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. that point, all bets it's off. A case by case basis. Microsoft yeah. said a case by case basis. Games will be um, analyzed and decided whether or not they should be coming to all platforms. Well, um, I feel like it's a weird, uh, that's a weird space to be in. I don't know, man. Like, especially with something like Elder Scrolls, right? Because there's such a large following. Like, okay. why the fuck would you not want no, <laughs> to get all scroll. the buyers? Here's another yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Some people believe, have been spectating that Microsoft is moving more away from being um, just uh, like a console manufacturer producer to more of a publisher where they want because like Minecraft is on all systems and they make tons of money from Minecraft. Minecraft yeah. VR just launched for PS. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm not too stressed about the whole Bethesda buys, because I own a PC, so at the same time, Mm -hmm. any title that they make exclusive for Xbox, I'm going to be able to play on my PC. Exactly. This is true. As a PC gamer, this should not be stressful news. If you're only ever going to own a PlayStation, I could see you being worried about this. Um, But... Uh, also, Bethesda is confirmed to be semi-independent publisher continued on, so they are still mm-hmm. going to continue to publish their own games, which is interesting. I don't know exactly what that means. Microsoft Out, yeah. still has the final say in Outside those things. Outside of Xbox everything is Microsoft? So, everything is so up in the air. Like Nothing is really confirmed. We're not going to know okay. until these things start happening. Um, okay. But yeah, they are confirmed to be a semi-independent game publisher. I don't know what that means. Microsoft does own them now. One thing I did think that was interesting now is um, Obsidian Entertainment, which is, um, they used to work for Bethesda. They made Fallout New Vegas, and they made Fallout 1 and 2. Okay, one of the better Fallouts. Exactly, and they made Outer Worlds, which felt like a Fallout game. Um, Outer Worlds was amazing. I played that shit. I had a great time the entire way through. It it did ring that in like that specific. It felt like, like Fallout. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what I that was meaning to say. That shit was like Fallout the entire way through, and you're like, wow, people put time into this game. So someone asked them now now that Mike now that Bethesda is under the Microsoft umbrella, where you have also been now, Obsidian Game uh, is under the Microsoft umbrella, 
City and Entertainment, is Fallout New Vegas 2 a possibility? And they, they answer with a shrug. They're like, maybe. We don't know. We don't know now. Like, everything's up in the air. It's all so new. Mm. But possibly now Microsoft can give them the opportunity to make Fallout New Vegas 2. Even if they do don't that. make Fallout New Vegas 2, there's been enough mods released, like, for that whole time. Like, I remember the... Before I even had a PC of my own, I remember downloading so many fucking mods for Fallout New Vegas that just made that shit an entirely new game, basically. Oh, yeah. I never, it, got, I never got into the Fallouts myself. So. Yeah, no. It, like, you get into the Fallouts, and you're like, this is amazing. And then you get into the mods, and you're like, whoa, there's a whole community behind <laughs> yeah, There's a whole yeah, community yeah. behind this that is just like... They believe in this game so much that they're just making something beautiful yeah. for Dude, it. Dude, that's the, that's the coolest shit about yeah. mods and the mod community for games. The mod community is something it's special. It's beautiful, dude. It's, it's like, something special. It's people love a game so much, and then they create and develop and perpetuate And that's even something, things. like, even all myself, I love, like, any video game you could say I love... Like, I would never get to the point where I'm, like, making a mod for... Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're like a consumer. Yeah, of, I'm a consumer. I'm a consumer. These guys are consumers and fucking producers. And creators. At, yeah, creators at the same point. Yeah, that's, that's just ridiculous. It's fucking sick. It's also worth noting that Microsoft will honor Bethesda's PS5 exclusives. So, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo will continue to be timed ps5 exclusives so Wait, what yeah so that's kind of interesting what? microsoft is now publishing two ps5 exclusive what? games yeah so that's pretty interesting that's um, fucking nutty dude yeah because they will honor the wait what was those two death loop death loop and, and ghostwire tokyo which two were two games we were all yeah excited. exactly yeah that was the one where you just you go through with the fucking ninjutsus and you're you're trying to like battle japanese spirits right yeah yeah exactly and okay. then death death loop was the one where you have to kill seven targets within one day like groundhog day almost uh, yeah and we were we were questioning whether it was like a two player yeah okay yeah, okay yeah. i remember both yeah. of those but like Seeing those as like two different things also being brought by Microsoft just sounds yeah. it's a little off putting, I'm not gonna lie. Well it's well it's interesting that they're PS five exclu or they're PS PlayStation exclusives. Yeah. After fucking Xbox After Xbox has purchased their publishers. buys the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Buys they the will whole honor mother, them. dude. Like, yeah. That's fucking sick. I mean I, I, like not that I really care either way, because I have a PC and a fucking PlayStation. Yeah, but I'm fine. I'm fine either way, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. just want to see the direction it goes. Yeah. So sure. okay, that's, I, just, that's interesting. That's I have cool. a question for you guys. So all of us own PlayStations. Mm -hmm. Has do you think this acquisition has um, changed your opinion of what you um, look at, like, or what you think of the future of Xbox as a whole? Do you have more hope for Xbox now? Uh, I, I personally, I don't like when you were telling me about all the Xbox pre-sales. I was like. Yo, did Xbox sell out as much as, like, place Like, because I'm still trying to pre-order a PlayStation right now. Like, I'm still trying to pre-order that shit. Yeah. Get on the list and play that shit on launch. But at the same time, I was like, yo, did Xbox launch go as successfully or as disastrous? I mean, you can you can go, <laughs> like, as disastrously as the... Yeah, you can look at it as successful since they sold out instantly, or you can look at it disastrously how everything was yeah, crashing Yeah, they and sold out instantly, <laughs> but at the same time, they lied to their entire consumer base and was like, yo, we're going to release next day. Wait, never mind, it's today, and then fuck you. <laughs> so, from what I've expected, I didn't try to get involved in a pre-order of the Xbox uh, Series X, 
But from the spectator point of view, they did announce the date um, a week in advance or a few days in advance of when it was going to go on Pierder. And when it did, every single site, every single site that it went live on crashed. They all crashed. Wow. Um, So we're in the same boat as PlayStation, dude. It's literally just this day and age, I swear to God. Anyone that's trying to buy anything, like even my homie... He's a very big PC fan, and he's trying to buy a graphics card that just came out recently, and he can't buy it. That was also it. a mess. He can't buy it because of scalpers and people that are just, like, bots, basically, these days. They're but, just trying to get the market but, on but, it. But, 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 we also have to take into account that we are living in a weird COVID year where things are, are limited, are. Uh, production is yeah. limited, things are limited. Like, it makes sense mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. things aren't going as much to speed. We probably have more launch, launch titles for the PS5 this year if we didn't have COVID restrictions. So we yeah. do have to take into account that, like, things are being fucked up uh, by the state of the world right fucked now. Fucked up, but they could be better. They can be better than they are right now. I swear to God. Like that's the one thing I I think of in the back of my mind. I was like, this is shit, but it could be better. One thing that's interesting to me is now, um, now that West, now that Xbox owns Zenimax, mm-hmm. Xbox has become almost the home of Western RPGs, which is pretty interesting because it is a Western console. Um, so like the biggest. We're talking about Red Dead here, or what? Like, well, that's I mean, a obviously, obviously, RPG. obviously, I mean, Western as in like the West, United States. Yeah, yeah, Western as in um, as in geographically instead of <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, I was gonna say American, which it makes sense. It makes, <laughs> okay. it makes sense because Xbox is the Western console, like it is the 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 console that's made here, whereas uh, Sony and Nintendo are in Japan. Japan, yeah, Japanese. Um, shit. And Sony has the Japanese titles, but uh, Sony also owns Naughty Dog, which is and Insomniac, which are Western Ooh, studios. Nice. Um, These Japanese studios, though, are just like big slayers in the American market. And I feel oh, they like kill it. Yeah. they fucking they come in heavy hitting, mm-hmm. like as hard as they can, and then they leave it a lasting impression for sure. I feel like Sony now is the home for third-person, story-driven games like Uncharted, Last of Us, God yeah. of War. And I like, think that goes back to what you were saying earlier. Like, yo, Xbox is trying to get more into like they're trying to be similar to PC, but then you go to PS Five, which is something that's trying to be some like completely different on its own. It's not something that's trying to be a continuation of something we already have. It's not trying to be something brand like I don't yeah. know. It's not trying it's to not be PC. Tr- it's not trying to work. It's not trying to PC. be a PC. It's not trying to be. A PC. It's something That's that fair. is yeah, yeah. a gaming experience on its own. It is something that you can experience without. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it any any other way yeah, aside yeah. from. Yeah. It's something on its own. Xbox is trying to be something that's similar to PC. I will say, I will say it's cool. Like right, like. Like, it is and it isn't. Like, it's cool that Xbox is trying to make their shit, t- like, anywhere equal to what PCs are capable of right now. Like, it's, it's cool that yeah. they're working towards that. that I feel like cool. you could do that easily, like, though, is, like, honestly, like, make make a computer title something that you, I don't know, something <clears throat> appropriable to yeah. the masses. Like, you can make yeah. that shit easily. Like they if could you just come out with another yeah, PC and name exactly. it Exactly. If you want to make something that <laughs> is a singular experience, but something that's, that's unique to its own self, like, that shit is harder than just mm-hmm. making something that's something mm-hmm. for a console. The original Xbox was just Microsoft taking a gaming PC setup and putting it into a box. Really? Like that is really? how Microsoft launched the original Xbox. It was like, we're going to take all our gaming PC stuff and put it into a box. 
So Xbox has been Microsoft forever. Yeah, so like that's what one thing that uh, I've heard said before that I agreed with is um, all of these new heroes or icons that Xbox just purchased, like the Doom guy mm-hmm. or the Skyrim guy or the Fallout uh, like power armor guy, they all fit into the Xbox image. Yeah. Like I could see those Definitely. all on the yeah, Xbox yeah. box next to the Master Chief and like that. Because like mm-hmm. up to this point, they what they've had cars master chief and like the gears of war guys on them but like they're very like pc like a quake guy like any all these xenomax mm-hmm. um protagonists fit onto this box whereas over on sony you have like ratchet and clank aloy nathan from, and yeah nathan, Na- yeah nathan drake fucking uh Joel, god of Joel war and Ellie yeah god kratos, of war like, fucking kratos yeah yeah any you japanese so, fucking like, like that shit even though it fits in the same universe of sony that shit spans more yeah. than you could even you could even imagine. And it because, all fits. Yeah, it all fits, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it just like creates its own different layer of well, something and, that is unique to the player. And they have Naughty Dog, right? So then you think like older stuff like Crash Bandicoot. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You got yeah got them including in there, which Crash was an Bandicoot. Fucking game. When they included Crash Bandicoot into the Uncharted series, like as something you could just play as like to fuck around. Wait, they include that in an Uncharted series? Yeah, okay. Uncharted Four. I, you could you you are with your. But that's spoiling. Don't spoil the end of. Uncharted I'm not uncharting. Uh, I'm not uncharting. I'm not uncharting. I'm not uncharting it. But don't go into uncharted territory. Right? You can play Crash Bandicoot in Uncharted. Yeah, you do, and that you do shit, play a level of unch- of uh you do play a level of Crash yeah, Bandicoot. Yeah, it's just one it's just uncharted like a little two. Easter egg that makes you feel more studio. connected to the studio, and it makes you feel emotional almost a little bit because you're like, damn, this is where they this is where they started. They started here, and yeah, exactly now. They're here making fucking Indiana Jones run and gun swinging Dude, on wild. vines. Because like. I just started Jack and Dexter three, and I'm like, "Fuck, bro, this isn't a, this is a fucking Naughty Dog game." I guess mm-hmm. pretty nuts. Mm. Um, but yeah, Jack and Dexter is Naughty Dog too. Jack and Dexter is Naughty Dog game. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Uh, so I that's wanted, fucking sick. I wanted to um, also in this episode. I wanted to look back now that the PS4 has come to the end of its era and we are moving into PS5, I wanted to look back at the top 10 PlayStation exclusive games. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah And kind of look yeah. back at them and how like how we all enjoyed them and kind of like review the PlayStation 4 era as a whole. Real quick, what is this top 10 from, right? Is this, is this a top 10 from Sony, as in their most top 10 sold, or is this a fan-rated top yeah, 10? Yeah, because as a fan myself, a I'm like, website. yo, I couldn't even think of the top 10. This is just, I have, I have a list, but it's just like the top-rated, most popular, fucking most, like, hyped up, the most, most hyped up, best quality fucking, okay. I guess best quality is pretty, like, Did you, so, subjective, but. So, uh, real quick. Yeah, I mean, subjective to, divulge, to the year, definitely. To divulge. Did you make this list of top ten yourself, or did you? Uh, I looked at a you, bunch of different lists of the top okay. ten exclusives, and okay. I pulled what I thought was the fucking most important one and the most common across all the lists. Right, right. Okay. Nice. the most fair. Oh, oh hey, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in no, in no order. In I no guess, order. Okay. In no order, we can discuss each one of these one by one. So nice. these are not in order. Okay. These are not. This is not the first. This is not the tenth. This is just. 10 games. This is episode 20. We're special about it. We're not... Okay. Gone. First up... Bike, look at the bike bar. Starting this off with Death Stranding. So Death Stranding was a definitely a divisive title. Some people hated it. Some people liked it. I thought it was one of the greatest games I played of 2019. Did I fucking loved it. I didn't play... I'm the only okay. one that's played it. No, okay. okay. I played okay. I played a little bit of it. 
only enough to talk shit to Kelvin <laughs> about it because <laughs> Kelvin was like, this is a great title. Jimmy Fallon is on this shit. He just, <laughs> he's he's not on the game. <laughs> Who was so. the guy that was like, yo, Monster Energy, blah, 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 Conan's blah. in it. Okay, Conan, not Jimmy Fallon. Conan O'Brien is on this shit. He's the either way, player. Either way, you don't, you don't need to have a fucking celebrity on this shit. This shit disappointed me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I platinum it, bro. I put 100 hours in. I fucking love that game. I feel bad because... <laughs> <laughs> like, hold up, hold up. Hold Kelton up. loves this shit, but at the hold same up. time, I've talked shit about this my whole entire life. What did you love about it? Is it Death Strand? Death, Death Stranding. Stranding? Yeah. Okay, I, I haven't played this game, and I, and I haven't even looked into it, so I don't know anything about it. So, okay, so Death Stranding is an interesting game. Uh, it came out at the end really of last year. It's really unique. It's very extremely unique, and that's one of the things I absolutely loved about it. I was like, I've never played a game like this before. Um, so, the, okay. like, the story is one thing. The story and like at first it almost seems like an uh, like a crazy Japanese story where like oh like some things don't make sense some things have loose ends, mm. but then eventually at the end of the story everything wraps up in a three hour cutscene a fucking three hour long cutscene that was <laughs> I was crying I was three crying hours? I was crying the this, entire cutscene this, uh, I've never cried for three hours straight but yeah. then it made everything make sense this whole game is made by Hideo Kojima who uh, is With a Metal big Gear part series. in yeah Metal Gear Solid who makes the one game. With snake? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. He makes games that are just like, yo, you have to think about this. It's not just some shit that you're gonna pick up on right, the word, game. Yeah, word. no, it's some shit that you're gonna have to play through, understand what you're playing through, and then understand that shit some more. Like you're not, <laughs> no, you're not 100%. just gonna be like, you're not just gonna be like, oh, he's trying to come across with this for this whole time. No, it's like there's you, so many metaphors. You going fucking okay. take one part of it and then you take another part. And Norman Reedus is the main character. Like, all the actors are mainly, like, really big actors. Yeah, okay. and then but, a side character is a baby. <laughs> yeah, like you're a carrying baby. a baby around with you. You're carrying a fucking baby. But one of the things... <laughs> Norman Reedus is pregnant. The main, the main mechanic of the game... The main mechanic of the game is um, America has become isolated because the world is not safe to leave your bunkers, so everyone's living in these Basically, bunkers. there's, like... It's not acid rain, but it's similar to acid it's rain. It's time fall. It's like... It's, yeah, it's time Okay, let, let me explain. Basically, yeah, the let, rain... Let me, what is time fall? Yeah, let me, the rain let me, makes No, let me explain. Let me explain, because I've, 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 I've played the shit out of this game. Yeah, yeah. Time fall is, is, is something that, like, uh, constantly is uh, attacking the world, basically, and it makes things rapidly age. So, like, flowers will bloom and die. Bloom and die. Bloom and die. Like, within seconds? Type yeah. Shit? While the rain is hitting them. Yeah, so, so if like, you're a human getting caught in this shit, you're gonna be a grandpa in seconds. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So, and there's characters that like that. I've, like, only have their head been safe, but their body's been aged. Things like that. Um, so... Death Stranding, the main mechanic of the game is you're making deliveries. Is like one, uh, like let's say one um, location wants a delivery delivered to one location and another delivery delivered to another case, location and another delivery li- delivered to another yeah, location. Yeah, America's trying to make sense of all this, basically. They're trying to make like a... So you're reconnecting it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to be the middle, like the fucking, what is it? So most Paul of the time... Revere. You're the Paul Revere of this fucking new press So it started off, it starts <laughs> off with you have a big backpack full of shit and you're just like lugging lugging it th- and you're walking mm-hmm. and you have a giant you have to balance and you have to make sure you don't fall over to damage the gear and stuff and eventually it gets to where you have a bike sometimes you have cars but the coolest part about it that hooked me was the community aspect because um let like one time wait, 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 com- commu- no is there's this a, a single player game or it's is a single this... player game but yes. has the coolest online 
community aspect. You can see where other players left off, to, or, or like they can leave hints basically to. Like, no, no, no. Let me let me explain. Have you let been to? Explain. Have you played Dark Souls? No, no. Let me explain. Bro. Let, let, like let, I have, I am the one who's played this game. This. But let Dark let Souls, this. dude. Dark no, Souls. Okay, dark... I say, yo, <laughs> don't fuck up right here. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Dark Souls is a fucking white claw, whereas Death Stranding is a similar though. It's similar though. Like that's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. But what I'm saying is like, let's say there's a river that's really difficult to cross. You could build a fucking bridge over it. Like you could invest all your materials and time into like like let's say I and I did this. I would put maybe three hours of gameplay into building a road bridge that goes over this giant river, and it would say this bridge has been built by Wake and Break, which is my gamer tag yeah, on yeah, PS4. Yeah. Right. And then every time someone else uses that bridge, like in their single player campaign, I'd get a like. And at one point, I got 1,200 likes on my bridge because 1,200 other people in their single player campaign have used my bridge and given a like. And then. The more you get likes, the more common... It's like the weirdest fucking multiplayer conglomeration you've ever it's experienced the, in life. It's, it's one of the it's coolest weird. ways for weird. single player to have a multiplayer aspect. With the, with the more you get likes... The more common it spreads through other people's games. The more people, or other people are likely to see it because it's yeah. be, be, becoming more and more popular. It's, a, so lot of, so it it's a lot of the type of shit where it's like, yo, I've gotten to a too, too hard of a spot to like pass in my own... Okay. Fucking story mode, but at the same time, it's like, yo, someone else is so, like past this. So, so I can ride, like, they can kind of, like, piggyback I wanna, I wanna on I want to ask Kelton, because he's played more of this. Yeah, yeah. Is it, when you're playing, do you have an option to, to like? show what other people have done? That you can turn on or off? or how No, you does can't it turn it on up? or off. It just how automatically. Does it show up? They just show up. Like, I, like I'll be going and I'm is like... Is it random? Like, it is because there's so many but, other people playing. But right? like, yeah, but there is times when I'll run into a bridge that has thirty thousand likes, and I'm like, okay, this has been like in a lot of people's games. It's very popular. Okay, okay, but so so if you run into a bridge that has thirty thousand likes, is there another bridge nearby that has ten thousand or five thousand? I won't see it. No. So you'll no. only see the most popular bridge. Uh, but the, or, I've also run into well, roads that was showcased likes. on like the actual like trailer. Of it's the like game very itself. random, like yeah. That. Also, they deteriorate over time. Timefall deteriorates any build in the in the world. So oh, so that's uh, how anything stays relevant. Yeah. So like this thirty thousand bridge likes has been repaired and multiple times and kept and, and it's been and kept used. up. It's been kept up for months probably mm. at this point because I played in December, which was like a few months after the game launched. Yeah. But uh, or I played in January actually. But um. Like, I, I got notified when I was playing that some of my earliest builds had deteriorated all the way. Yeah. But there were certain roads that I built. Because I ended up, at the end of the game, I had 10,000 likes across all my things. Uh, and Sick. people had been keeping my shit up. Like, there was some of my stuff that I had steady. And I was like, man, like, I put hell, I put, like, probably, I probably put 20 hours. That's just always cool to see because, you, honestly, like, anytime I play something, I'm like, yo, no, no, one, and else I was is, like, no one else is coming behind me. No one else is, like, fucking in putting anything game. in this. If you're playing Skyrim, you're never thinking about other players. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. Totally. There's no totally. one behind me. Like, I'm doing this on my own, but, like, with this shit, you're like... I probably put 20 hours into just building things that I could have just let go and finished the game, but I want... I was like, no, I like that. It's really cool that I'm getting likes and helping other players. Mm-hmm. So I probably put 20 hours into building all these things, and it ended up helping, and I saw that hell of other people were liking my shit. Yeah, a thousand plus. Yeah, That's and, it. like, yeah, the more you like someone's things, the more you're likely to see more I of that person's that things so there were certain players that i saw had matched with me hella and were liking oh, yeah. tons of my i shit. saw that as a so part of the game as, yeah. as a part of the game because i remember 
Like, I wasn't one that picked up Death Stranding as a person. Like, I looked at the reviews, I looked at the gameplay, all that shit, mm-hmm. and I looked at that as a main aspect of it, was the fact that people could build, or, like, you could you could group up with people, basically, that you don't even fucking know, and make it to the end of the game through your companionship. Mm. And that, like, shit's, that shit's crazy. Another that thing shit's I really, crazy. Another thing I really liked is You're like, like, oh, homeboy, bo- homeboy built this bridge. I'm gonna cross it. <laughs> Boom! We're across the bridge. Let's go. There was I'm a like, couple, yeah. a couple of gamer tags I saw had started using tons of my stuff, and they really liked my stuff, so they continued to use it. But another aspect I liked that game is um, an album was released in conjunction with that game of a bunch of artists, and two of the artists I really liked, and we've covered two of their songs in the past, "The Neighborhood" nice. and "Bring Me the Horizon." And anything you build, you can do customizations where it plays music. So I would just have the neighborhood song playing on my bridge at any time. So anyone using my bridge heard the neighborhood song playing while they. It's like some MySpace fucking profile page shit. You're just yeah, like, that's so. This cool. is my anthem, yeah, like y'all, that's y'all. That's so cool. So I expect you want to tune in. You gotta listen to my anthem. So, <laughs> so I, cool. I, I went into it expecting the story to be dog shit and not to make any sense at all. Yeah. But that's the part of the game I fell in love with was the whole community aspect. And then by the end of the game, I realized the story was fucking incredible and it all made sense. And I started like crying for that three hour cutscene. I was crying for three hours. And so when I finished that game, I was like, oh my fucking god. Like, I can't believe there was that's a three funny hour too because honestly, yeah. it needed to happen though. To make I wasn't, I wasn't hours. as, I didn't go as hard. No, I didn't go, no, I didn't go as hard. That's like 80 hours deep. Bro. I did. <laughs> no, I still did. I still did. I didn't go as hard. Our pasta's done. Our pasta's done. We're going to resume in a second. We're going to resume. Okay. <laughs> but yes, Death Stranding is excellent. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Death we're not, Stranding we, is we cannot talk. Fuck. We cannot talk about every game this long. You're, you're, right, you're okay. right. You're right. We talked a lot about this. Next time. game on the list is Bloodborne, which is from Software's PS4 exclusive title. It's one of the best fucking PS4 games That's ever made. That's one of the games I got. I think they give you this free on a lot of titles because they want you to experience something like this. Did you play Bloodborne? I played Bloodborne on PS4 because it gave you it for free. Like during the month, it was like, "Yo, you need to experience one of the PS4 exclusive, t- not exclusive, uh, but like exclusive. basically one of the one of the big heavy hitter titles." Okay. Did They're you like, play Bloodborne? I bought it when I bought my PS4. Yes, but I wasn't able to finish it. But you played? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or go on. Uh, Bloodborne's fantastic. It's just one of the greatest fucking from software games ever made and i am excited to get another from software game demon souls when i get my ps5 i heard that was a difficult game was it comparable to like- oh it's a from software game i heard demon souls was supposed to be easier than dark souls though. I-, I heard it was supposed to be harder because it's early i heard it was supposed to be easier dude if that's not the case i don't know i mean I'll, I'll tell you in November. dark souls is hard as fuck I'll- so if demon Souls, it's gonna is be a dark be harder, souls double difficulty whew. double difficulty that's it's too definitely hard. Be That's that. too hard for me, dude. Live up to it. That's some all personalization. Right, so, yeah. Do you heard it here first? All three of us are pussies. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out. Yeah, I haven't played it. I'm not included. <laughs> the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I have finished this. Mm. It was fantastic. It was convoluted. It had a lot of filler. Is this not the bro great. trip? No. No, okay. This came no, out right. last this year. Is Final or this Fantasy, year. You said seven? Yeah, seven remake. Came out this year. I've only played ten. I don't know anything about. I only played, played the, the bro trip, dude. I've 15. only played the bro trip. Yes, I have played. I have now played the seven remake. I also played the original seven. Um, I played fifteen and fourteen. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Ten was really fucking good. 
but I'm, 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 I'm getting get 16. That shit was good. Next up, Uncharted 4. Fantastic title. Fucking loved it. Hell yeah. I heard that game is kind of like a movie, but you're playing it. Yeah, it's like Indiana Jones. It's fantastic. I own the whole collection, and 4, and Lost Legacy. You're just jiving. Well, I own it all. all of them if it's I right. fucking fantastic. Team. Naughty Dog does not do wrong. Was that, Naughty, three, was okay, that 3 or 4? Okay, now? it's Naughty Dog. Okay, Naughty Dog does... Naughty Dog really That's doesn't four. do wrong. That was number 4? All right, what's number 5? Number 5, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. We've talked about this a lot on podcasts. You guys know how we feel about this game. Yeah, fantastic PlayStation Four exclusive. It's just, it was very fun, but also at the so same pretty. time, Calvin, I platinumed you t- it. You told me the same thing though. You get to the top of the fucking spire and you look down and you're like, "Was this worth it?" And okay. regardless, okay, okay. But in retrospect, I miss that game a lot because I used to get off work. It'd be a long work day. I <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is kind of this would be kind of admission. But when I played Ghost of Tsushima, I put music on and I wouldn't listen to the dialogue. I wouldn't read the fucking. Yeah, that's what you did for me. For I you're cannot, crazy for that. I cannot so. put on music while I play something. Oh yeah, basically. see, I would just be vibing to a playlist and I would just be going into villages, slaughtering all the enemies. Like hell yeah, <laughs> that's conquered. Next up, where's the next question mark? Go yeah, to that. Yeah, follow yeah. a fox to a thing. Like I'm vibing to music yeah. and I really miss that. It was really relaxing and I don't have nice. a game currently that gives me that. Yeah, for me, I, that wasn't from that was not the same experience at all. I was more like, yo, I'm not listening to music at. Oh, I got full immersion. Any, yeah, no, I was like, yo, full immersion. Yo, when we're slaughtering this village, we have to listen to every scream. I'd be like, listen to every scream. I'd be like, everyone that's dying here is dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be like, music's up. not on. This dialogue's trash. And this you tell me boring. this shit though. Like honestly, I don't think the story. This is shit, boring. this shit surprises surprises me bro. though. This guy will be like, yo. I'm playing Valorant with fucking music playing like on Spotify. And yeah. I'm like, how can you play yeah, Valorant? Weird, I play Fortnite with me. Valorant is basically like a competitive fucking. Yeah, but you play for challenges. You don't like. You're like not. I like win a... games with music playing. Valorant. I could not even think about playing Valorant with some background music going on. Just like I do blah, 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 almost maybe like, real quietly. If real and, quiet. Yeah. And real then quiet. Have the game sounds turn away. Maybe. Up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I do almost. But aside from that, I'm like, playing. yo. This game is meant for like listening to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Apex. I like, I need to know what's I going need on to around hear me. The yeah, I edit. Exactly. I edit our podcast with music playing. I fucking watch classes, Zoom lectures. I write S. I write. I write essays with music playing. I watch movies with music playing. Like so, I need music all right, on. All right. I just want to say about Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Regardless of, you know, you say you, you don't like the dialogue, you, so you play with music playing. Me and Devin both enjoy that, blah, blah, blah. Regardless of that, the game is pretty as fuck. I know I said that Very in another, pretty. I know I said no, that yeah, in another podcast, but dear God, I have a 15 second clip okay, of my video okay, that I've I feel like every, it's a good example of it's like, so pretty. the every middle game, ground of what every game on this list. Be, no, like every game, ground. every game on this list is pretty as fuck, and the rest of them are pretty yeah. as fuck. Fair. Next up, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Nice. The Miles Morales shit already has me excited as hell. I'm stoked to play it on PS5. I'll definitely get it. And we're going to we're gonna get into that in a second. <laughs> I see Miles Morales and I'm like, yo, if you give me the same feeling as I had during like Spider-Man PS5, uh, PS4, mm-hmm. yeah. like if yeah, you give yeah, me the same, yeah. like even a sliver 
of the it's amount of fillings I got during that. It's definitely going to. I'm gonna yeah. love it. I'm gonna love it. You don't even have to give me any. I've read it will be better because it's gonna. It's gonna be better. Gonna be yeah. Better but read... also at the same time, I feel sketchy because they did do that whole like reskin where they, where they just like uh, they don't basically put out a new game, but they just like map it on an old game that's already existed. Okay, but I have read that they've taken assets and anything that they've made so far for Spider-Man 2 and put it into the remaster for Spider-Man. Okay. So anything so far that they have made for the next game, they have now put into the remaster for 5 on PS5. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. That's Yeah, okay, um, that's cool. I am stoked. I'll probably get that um, Definitely. at some point. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm for, getting that. For PS5. Next up, Horizon Zero Dawn. One thing that's worrying me about... I mean, absolutely fucking love this game. It was one of the main reasons I wanted to get a PS4. The trailer blew me away. I remember being heartbroken when I found out this game wasn't coming out for Xbox One because I only had an Xbox One at that point. And I was like, damn, I probably need to get a PS4 for this because it looks fucking great. One thing I am worried about, the sequel, Horizon Zero Dawn, the one the new one announced, they said it is coming out for PS4. That worries me just because I'm like, I hope this game is taking advantage of the PS5 technology. No, yeah, exactly. Because the fact that it's coming out for PS4 worries This me. shit was one of the launching titles for PS4. So it was like one of the things that pioneered... It wasn't a launch title. It's 2017. I, th- I swear to God, it came out right when PS4 it came out. It came out three years into the cycle. Are you kidding me? Okay, yeah. never mind then. And the trailer mind, came I'm out. fucked up. But either way, out. this game left a lasting impression on me. No, like, it's fucking excellent. Aloy is one the of the in, greatest Yeah, no, the entire fucking story premise, too, is like, yo, you're living in a technological world with some technological shit, but it's in the past. Like, it's not some shit that's, like, right with you. It's some shit that you've, like, had experience in your own life before all <laughs> Before all this shit's happened. Alright, so I do want to try to get through this section a little bit quickly. For the rest of them, we're not going to be able to talk about these next three as much as we've talked about the next one. But, God of War. This, personally, I think it's the greatest PS4 exclusive. I think God of War is the best PS4 exclusive to ever come out. Definitely my favorite fucking PS4 game I've ever played. Um, Next up would be my second favorite PS4 game I've ever played, Last of Us Part 2. If anyone hasn't listened to the Last of Us podcast, highly recommend it. I fucking just finished the last episode yesterday and I cried. Last of Us Part 2, if you want to. I want to talk about fucking, not Last of Us, but what the fuck is it? Among Us. Among that's Us? Just a, that's just a big thing right now. That's what the fuck does that have to do with Among Us? I don't, it doesn't have to do anything with right now, but like Among Us. We're talking about PlayStation games right now. Oh, this shit is a PlayStation game. No, it's not. Never mind. It's not today. PlayStation and mobile if you want to get on it. Last but not least, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank Remaster 2016. Excellent PS4 exclusive. We got a new one coming for PS5. I'm fucking hyped on it. Yeah, I'm really just hyped on the PS5 one. So top 10, those are the top 10 PlayStation 4 exclusives that I could pick. I know there was some I left out, some I didn't fucking make the list. I'm sorry. Those are probably excellent games as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. looking back, they are. those were some, those were 10 fantastic PlayStation 4 games. So. You're goddamn right. So moving caught. forward. Moving forward. Um, I want to touch on something that's been going down. It's been going down, and it involves one of the original co-founders of Blizzard Entertainment, or I guess now known as Activision, Blizzard Entertainment since 2008, but one of the original co-founders, and for a long time, the CEO of Blizzard, 
2018, he left Blizzard Entertainment as the CEO. Decided to just be an an advisor. He he was an advisor for a year. For a year. From 2018 to 2019. I'm about this new shit. He was like, I'm just going to be an advisor, right? So this guy, just an advisor until 2019. 2020 announced this the former CEO of Blizzard, this is that we're talking about here, announced that he has started a new gaming company by the name of Dreamhaven. Dreamhaven. A new gaming company, which is actually going to host, they already have two studios, two gaming studios named, all right? One of them, Moonshot Games. That is one of them. All right. They have multiple people from Blizzard that have this shit left hella Blizzard. publicized. Is this shit like this shit is this shit is brand, it's brand new. new. So yeah. it's not it's not some shit that's like, yo, I'm a new guy. I'm trying to get fucking in this shit. Drive it into the ground. No, 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 no. This is not, not okay. this is like this is this is this is not this a is new. This is brand new, okay. Yeah, this is brand new, all right. So they got Moonshot Games and they Moonshot. got Secret Door. Those are the two gaming studios right now that are released <coughs> under the Dreamhaven company because Dreamhaven is a gaming company, all right? And the CEO of this company is the former CEO of Blizzard Entertainment. Oh, so yeah. everything that you know from Blizzard Entertainment and Activision since 2008. Traveling on years. down, traveling on down. Huh? Traveling on down, all right? Moonshot Games, Secret Door, both of these companies, both of these little startup gaming studios have got multiple people coming from Blizzard. All right. I want to say the people that are coming from Blizzard are the people that were responsible for StarCraft 2, a very popular RTS, Warcraft 3, another very popular RTS. Mm-hmm. We have some of the main producers of Hearthstone coming out of this company. And Command and Conquer. We got people that got they know what rights doing. to know what the... Yeah, exactly. They, they know, know what, what the they're fuck doing. they're doing. They know what they're doing. If anyone remembers how the old these fucking... I mean, these this is old time shit, bro. These guys have been around and in this community and into this whole network for a long fucking time. All right? And they all have left Blizzard starting a new fucking company. This fucking CEO, the guy who was the CEO of Blizzard, ditched out. He's fucking gone. He's like, fuck this. 2018, he steps down as the CEO. 2019, he's just the (coughs) advisor. 2020, this fucking year, the year of COVID, he has decided and announced he's starting a new gaming company. All right. Now, I'm curious about what the fuck they're going to be producing because of all the people that are on their team so far are all people that have played a major role in rts games right starcraft and warcraft huge rts games command and conquer also um personally not a big fan of rts never been my like never ever been my type of game personally but i know a lot of people who like it but the people that make the games that you make are still at blizzard presumably well well, they're long gone. They fucking suck. They're long gone. Honestly, like I, you, you say you say that ironically. I'm just kidding. You say that ironically, but that is true. Because my favorite thing from Blizzard is World of Warcraft. I'm a huge fucking WoW nerd, right? And my favorite 
versions of World of Warcraft are the earlier versions. The guy who was behind, or at least a lead behind, the original version of World of Warcraft, Kevin Jordan. He's not there. He's fucking gone. He don't even exist. He's got heavy critique about the current state of the game, World of Warcraft, right? That's a whole different story. Anyway, this fucking game, Dream, or not game, lol, fucking Dream, or company, game company, Dream Haven. Brand new thing. We don't know what the fuck they're going to do yet. We have no idea. They haven't dropped any game titles. There's no, this is, this is, this year, they've just announced that they're a company. That is it. All right, we don't got anything else, right? The only thing we really have is that they're trying to escape from Activision. At least from what I can see so far, there's been rumors that Activision has somewhat pressed weird pressures upon the culture of Blizzard and what they were trying to accomplish when Blizzard was just Blizzard. But I mean, at this point, it's been 12 years. I mean, Activision adopted and bought and got into Blizzard. It's been Activision Blizzard since 2008. Who the fuck knows what the hell has gone on since then? It's hard to say. There's a bunch of rumors about, um, apparently there's there's terrible pay gap between the CEOs and the fucking actual developers of games. Apparently people are having major problems with Activision influence on the company. Some people speculate that it's just actually that gaming companies just suck in total and that they're all just trying to make money. It's really hard to say right now, but we can at least say for a fact that uh, overall they've been going downhill because fucking WoW is in a shitty state. All of them are in a shitty state. But new company, hopefully, Something good comes from Dreamhaven Gaming Company. We don't know what it's going to be, but we hope it's something good. I know the CEO or former CEO of Blizzard, now the CEO of Dreamhaven, had something good to say about online games in general. Quote from him that he believes in the power of games to bring people together regardless of the background and boundaries that may separate them. One thing this is reminding me of is when Lionhead Studios, the company behind Fable 1, 2, and 3, they disbanded. That founder made a new studio with a lot of that team. I was really hyped for it because I was like, oh, I have a lot of faith in that studio. Mm-hmm. And the game that they ended up making was like a really shitty mobile game that went nowhere and eventually that studio disbanded. Um, so like, whenever I hear about a new studio being made from the fucking remnants of another great legendary studio, mm-hmm. initially you're like, oh, hell yeah, like this is a new studio. Right. But then, with that as an example, you can see it all go to hell with no, like... Definitely. ...in product, so I am worried about that. I mean, it would be cool. It does sound like potentially a great RTS could be made from this game, or from the studio. That's what I was kind of thinking. I I also am not a big fan of RTS games, but Mm -hmm. it would be cool, because if... I mean, what? When the fuck... I don't know when StarCraft 2 came out. It's been um, a fucking long time, yeah, my friend. Yeah, exactly, but RTS... It's been a long time. RTS fans are probably hungry for another, like, big fucking Blizzard-style RTS game. Oh, and I'm this sure. this sounds like oh, a great chance. I wonder why Blizzard hasn't made StarCraft 3. I mean, um, there's... I mean, StarCraft 2 is so large. It's one of the biggest games in South Korea. Like, it's one of the... Like, they, their, their StarCraft 2 competitions are on par with the Super Bowl here. Like, that is how oh, big StarCraft 2 oh, is over there. StarCraft 2 is... Absolutely, that's too big. Insanely almost. big over there. That's bigger um, than that's my dick. That's sick. But um, <laughs> that's bigger than my dick. 
So maybe that's why they're like, why we don't need to fix something if I'm broken. That game's still that's massive right. 10 years after launch. Um, but maybe Dreamhaven will have a chance at uh, uh, putting a dent in that fucking pie. Hell, motherfucking yeah. Putting a dent in the pie. Hopefully. I mean, that would be fucking sick. Honestly. I, per, per, for me, bro, personally, right? Like, being such a fan of the early World of Warcrafts, and I, I I can't lie and can't hide it. The current state of retail World of Warcraft, right? Like Battle for Azeroth, the current version of World of Warcraft, not WoW Classic, is god awful. <laughs> it, it is god awful, dude. Like, I mean, holy fuck. It just feels like a never-ending grind. You never get to a point where you're like, okay, like, I made it. Right? Like, I made it. I can enjoy just playing the game, going to PvP, going to dungeons, going to do whatever I want. There's not a point where you feel like you made it. There's just always something that you can do to get a Whoa. better piece of gear. And it's randomized. It's not within your control. It's not within your control. It's randomized. Because there are pieces of gear that have this thing called Titan Forging. And that is a random effect. Because you get gear at random upon completion of dungeons and or uh, PvP. Well, like, it's can you... Of your control. How, what do you think would help change it to where players that play the older version of the game would um, kind of, like, come in and more enjoy the newer version of the game? Oh, boy. Well, man, dude. Dude, literally, there's so much around that, right? Like, because there, cause there's, like, subsections, all right? Like, I... I'm, so I'm a huge WoW nerd, right? Like I've, yeah. you know, I have played current versions of WoW. Not all of them. I haven't played them all, but I have played Battle for Azeroth, which is the most recent, and I have played Classic WoW, and I have played Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King, which were the first two expansions. So, in all examples of WoW since vanilla. You have the opposing people, which are vanilla heads, all right? You got the people that are, like, pissed off that they made the game more user-friendly and more, like, accessible to new people. You got the yeah. people that are just like, yeah. why did you guys make this easier? Like, why did you guys do all these things to make it easier for these people? Like, they're, they're just people, there's some people that are just like, dude, fuck making it easier. Fuck making it more accessible. You have destroyed some of the things we love, yeah, and destroyed this game. Like at this point, the game is just fucked. I mean, like, there's a reason why private servers for World of Warcraft have such a large following, right? Like, there is a huge reason. So, at this point, what they can do to attract the older followers would be to, I mean, not not make it so fucking easy, right? Like they they changed the mount level used to be level forty. They changed that to level 20 a long time ago, all right? They could fucking change that. They could bring back honor vendors, right? So when you PvP, you get something called honor back in the day. And then you would use that to buy pieces. And nowadays, you just get a piece of armor randomly awarded to you. Randomly. Upon completion of a game. It has nothing to do with whether or not you win. You might you finish a battleground or an arena. So you're either doing a 2v2 or a 3v3 match, or you're doing a battleground, which is at like 10 to 15 people. 
and you randomly get a piece of armor. It has nothing to do with whether you win or lose or anything. You just randomly get a piece of armor from doing PvP. And it feels fucking bad because it might be a piece of armor that's worse than what you currently have in that slot. You have no fucking control over what you get. It is the dumbest system, in my opinion, compared to what it used to be. Because it used to be you just get honor, honor and then you can buy new shit. Um, so honestly, I think they can fucking bring the honor vendor back. They can bring that whole system back where it's like you have some say in what you're getting for the amount of work you're doing. Because at this point, you just don't have a say. You you, And it's the same with dungeons, right? So like sometimes there's a difference in PvE and PvP. The current system of the game, you fucking get random gear awarded to you from both things. You don't get a say. You, there's no like, there's no like, oh, here's a quest and there's like a couple different pieces of armor and you get to choose between them for completing the quest. You just get randomly awarded an item and it might not be the fucking, like it might not have the stats that you wanted and it might be worse than the current item you have. So you're like, why the fuck am I even doing this in the first yeah. place? It feels, it feels awful. So the current state of WoW, fucking not having it, bro. Not well, like it. on the topic of old players transitioning to newer games. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard much about how the current gen games are going to be transitioning into the next gen games, from like PS4 to PS5 or Xbox One to Xbox Series X? Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is... Alright, dude, so the heavy the heavy one, the controversy that you wanted me to speak on, right, was, yeah. was Spider-Man. Spider-Man so, is the topic of discussion right now. Spider-Man, there's a lot of... There's a lot of heat I've seen some it. hot takes on it. There's a lot of heat around it, man. Yeah. And, and it's understandable because it was a really fucking good game. I fucking played the shit out of it. I didn't play the DLC. Um, I just played the original game. I platinumed the game and I 100%ed all of the deals. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, they are not doing a free upgrade to the PS5 gen. They're not they're not offering a free version of the next generation of said game, right? Cuz there's current games obviously that people are going to want to play on the new console with the new specs, with the new and advanced and improved things about the PS5. They're going to want those things to apply to their current favored and loved PS4 games. And there's some games that that upgrade and that new experience is not going to be offered for free. All right. We got a handful of games that are going to be offered for free. Yes. Thankfully. Which is sick as fuck. Very cool. Yeah. Bless the the fuck up to those developers. I mean, that is just... You're upgrading an entire game system, right? An entire game to fit a new system and to be playable under new specs, under a new FPS, etc., etc., etc. Like, it's going to be a new experience. It's going to look better. It's going to feel better. It's going to play better. Yeah. Everything's going to be smoother in these new specs that are offered under PS5. So fucking bless up to anyone, any developer, right, who's offering a game that is yeah. fr- a free upgrade. That is just fucking amazing. Spider-Man is not one of those games. Weirdly, <laughs> Spider-Man is like a weird situation, right? So we got the whole, like, what what is it, Miles... 
What the fuck's his name? Miles something? Miles Morales. Miles Morales, the new Spider-Man that is being released pretty much at the same time as the PS5. I mean, it's a launch title for the PS5, but it's also going to be available on the PS4, which is kind of an interesting thing. That being said, the game Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales, does have a free upgrade. If you buy the PS4 version, you are eligible for the PS5 version at no cost. That is a cool thing, right? Great and dandy. The original Spider-Man does not have the same thing going. You, If you have bought the original Spider-Man for PS4, not the Miles Morales version, the original Spider-Man, you are not eligible for a free upgrade. There is no free upgrade for the original Spider-Man. No free upgrade. No free upgrade. The case is that uh, it's not a standalone purchase. You can't buy the PS5 version of Spider-Man. That is does not exist. It's not a thing. It can't happen. The only way to get the PS5 version, which is Spider-Man Remastered, that is the name of it. The only way to get that is buying the bundle... Which is going to be sixty nine ninety nine, and it's well, going to be sixty nine ninety nine is the new standard price of games. That is, all right, yeah, you're right. It is the new standard price. So you have a couple of options. You buy the bundle for the Spider Man Miles Morales, which Ultimate, Ultimate edition, edition, which comes with Spider Man Remastered Ultimate Edition. Because normally Spider Man Miles Morales is forty nine ninety nine. It is normally forty nine ninety nine. The Ultimate Edition is going to be a bundle with Spider Man Remastered for sixty nine ninety nine, and they did make a point to say that um, Spider Man Remastered is not just a simple upgrade of graphics. There are actually new things coming with this. There are new skins. I think three new skins included for Spider Man himself, your character. There are three new skins if you get the Spider Man Remastered. There are new enemy skins, and there are, uh, I think, there are new cinematics included in the Spider-Man Remastered that weren't in the original Spider-Man Remastered. Okay, that's So, cool. yeah, there are a couple, just a couple cool things that are offered for the Spider-Man Remastered, but it is an interesting thing. If you don't want My Miles Morales, right, like, you won't be able to get the Spider-Man Remastered. You have to buy, you have to have Miles Morales. To get Spider-Man Remastered. You can't get it without Miles Morales. Well, what are um, what are some games that are offering free upgrades outside of Spider-Man? Alright. Man, there is a fucking lot, dude. I, like, honestly, like, it's a pretty decent fucking list, honestly. Like, alright, so, we got Assassin's Creed. Valhalla. Valhalla, of course. The yeah. most recent. We got Assassin's Creed. Valhalla. That's going to be offered. We got Borderlands 3. The okay. most recent. Okay. And with the Spider-Man... Or, sorry, Spider-Man. With the PS5 upgrade, it's going to be offered in 60 FPS. Okay. Which Valhalla is not. All right. I'll make a, I'll make a point to differentiate which ones are going to be offered with 60 FKS and uh, 4K. Or FPS and 4K. So Borderlands 3 going to be offered on PS5 with the PS5 remaster. It is a free remaster, by the way. This entire list I'm going over is a list of games that are a free upgrade from the PS4 version to the PS5 version. All right, so we got 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla not offered in 4K or 60s. Because I do know the the new um, the new Madden. Mm-hmm. You only get an upgrade if you buy the seventy or eighty dollar version of the game for oh, current gen. So you only get your free upgrade if you buy the deluxe version of the game. Interesting. Just skeevy shit. Yeah, that's weird. Um, all right. So it was Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Borderlands Three, Borderlands Three, for the PS Five offered in four K and sixty FPS, and they have the performance mode, which is a thing that's going to be available on Miles Morales Spider Man. Which is just an upgraded. It's just it pretty much just puts it in 4K and 60 FPS. It's okay. just an option to have that if you want it, okay. and if your TV can support it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you got the game Control, Cyberpunk 2077. Got Dead by Daylight offered in 4K HDR and 60 FPS. We got Destiny 2 offered in 4K HDR FP and 60 FPS. We got Dirt 5 offered in 4K Dirt HDR 5. and 120 fps okay for dirt five holy shit right so it's gonna be looking good it's gonna be looking real good looking real good yeah we got dirt five we got doom eternal okay we got far cry six we got fifa 21 we got hitman three we got horizon forbidden west yes we got immortals rising i'm hyped for that game we got kenna bridge of spirits we got madden nfl 21 Oh, and the fucking special circumstances that require for Madam and whatever the fuck you just said before. <laughs> we got Maneater. <laughs> okay. yeah, Maneater, dude. That's like, yeah, that's like the origin of this show. This is gone. That's just 4K 60 FPS for Maneater, Hell if yeah. you want to get into that. Marvel's Avengers is going to be offered. Free upgrade. 4K and 60 FPS. All right. And we got Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, of course. You know, that's part of the free upgrade. But, of course, the original is not a part of the free upgrade. We got Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. NBA 2K21. Riders Republic. Sackboy A Big Adventure. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Offered in 4K HDR 120 FPS. Elder Scrolls Online. Going to be a part of this free upgrade. And The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, is a part of this free upgrade. Watch Dogs Legion and WRC 9. That is the entire list so far of the free upgrades for PS4 to PS5. Absolutely free. Weird thing, weird thing going on that I want to say. What's going on? Weird thing. All right. Devin has gone to sleep. Devin is Devin is tapping out of this uh, situation conversation. Weird thing going on, right? So if you have a digital version of any of these games, right, it is just given to you. You get the you get the PS5 digital version automatically. It is absolutely free. The free upgrade for any of these free upgrade games, of course, anything that I've listed. If you have a physical copy of any of these games and and they are on the list of free upgrades. If you have a physical copy, you need to keep that disc. Don't sell that disc. Don't go turn it in anywhere. Don't do fucking anything. You need the PS4 disc if you have a physical copy. If you're a physical copy person, you need that physical disc in order to play the free upgraded versions of these games. 
because what's going to happen when you get the PS5, you're going to need to put in your PS4 version. And if it's one of the games that's on the list of free upgrades to the PS5 version, the game files are going to be the PS5 upgraded versions, but you will be required to input the PS4 version disc to prove that you have ownership still and continuously. Okay, to verify like alliance. Yeah. License, I mean. Literally, yeah. Be so it's like so you have the PS4 Avengers, right? And Avengers is on the list of upgrades yeah, that are yeah. free. You need to keep that. You can't sell that if you want to play the PS5 version of Avengers. You need to keep that disc. You know, otherwise, otherwise you're not gonna be able to fucking play. Like it's fucking kind of an interesting setup. And I guess they did a similar thing with the PS3 to PS4 this, upgrade. But like, man, this whole thing is so weird. Like I remember an Xbox 360, Xbox One, like. It was really like, out with the old, now I have three games. Yeah. Whereas the three games I could afford for Xbox One. Like, the other three games didn't work. No, I mean, none of my other games worked on Xbox One. But, yeah, yeah now that's like, some of my games are going to work, some of them aren't going to work, some of them are going to get upgrades, some of them aren't going to get upgrades. Yeah. It's fucking, it's wild. I mean, it's cool, but... It's going to be a funky situation. Yeah, it's going to be very funky. It's, yeah, it's going to be a funky like, situation. A little bit over a month. Another funky situation, though, that I want to bring up is the fucking cuties controversy. This has been a topic of discussion. Cuties controversy. Here we go. I've been I waiting mean, to get into this. Holy shit. I almost brought this up last episode on the podcast, Bro. but there wasn't enough time. But it's episode 20, boys. We're doing an extended Ooh. episode. Yeah, it's an extended. And, and if you've listened this long, I thank you. We're fucking drunk and rambling. Yeah, we're drunk and rambling. we got two topics left, including, I mean, obviously, cuties is one of these two topics. So let's mm -hmm. fucking get right into it. Yeah, right the fuck into it. Man, I, I have seen... Just, all right, so I got some people on my Facebook that are like, since, Anti-cuties you know, or pro-cuties? Okay, 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 I just want to say before we dive into the cuties, regardless of the cuties subject, I've got people on my Facebook that are like, kind of aboard the QAnon train, you know? Not like, not like blatantly and that they post about it all the time, but that these are people that have never, ever have I seen spoke out against human trafficking or pedophilia or sexualization of younger generations and that are now as of 2020 this year reposting every single meme possible and it's they don't post anything else <laughs> they just post pedophiles should die right and i'm not saying this is like i disagree right like i think if you're fucking you know you suck ass if you're a pedophile and you should probably die but I've got people on my Facebook that are posting this constantly. And those same people are are aboard the cancel Netflix train because of the cuties controversy. This this controversy is very interesting because it seems like it's just been completely blown out of proportion. Have you watched cuties? I have not watched it, but I have looked into it and what it is. And I've yeah. read uh, both sides of this argument. Um, and it does seem... It does seem like the side... <laughs> The side that is against cuties has not watched cuties, whereas the side yeah. that is that is like it's not a big deal has has watched cuties. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, and I, at this point, I'm always like, dear God, do I need to watch this fucking thing? Um, I feel you there. Have you seen it? I have not. I have not. Okay. So we are going to be going into this as two people who have not actually watched cuties, yeah, but yeah. done our research. Done our research, haven't seen the actual film. From what I've read so far, there is about a three-minute clip 
that includes said problematic cinema regarding this, the sexualization of is this underage teenagers. The, uh, the, uh, underage girls. The sequence of um, kind of a prolonged video of a girl dancing. It is about a three to four minute clip that is the problematic cinema regarding a, a 10 or 11 year old girl dancing in skimpy clothing in a pretty provocative and or sexual manner and imitating sexual uh, actions during her dancing. Um, that That is the source of, of most of this controversy as well as the cover photo that Netflix chose for the fucking movie that was problematic as well but in general the during the film the main problem was this three to four minutes of this of a, of a 10 or 11 year old girl dancing in a sexual manner which you know it, it is understandably problematic it is fucking, makes sense it is yeah <laughs> like you can't you can't look at it and be like all right like i you know i don't understand right like it is very understandably problematic um have you have you looked into the uh, the, the the woman who made this movie? Because this movie was made by a woman. I did not. I did not look. I feel like I read maybe four articles to go on each side of this argument. I did not look any further into like um, the people who made the movie. I didn't read a plot summary. So it was a woman. A woman who made this movie. It's a it's it's a French made movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It was a woman who made this movie, and. Apparently, she had spent eight to ten months, almost a whole year, doing research into modern day, modern day sexualization of younger girls within our culture, right? Via social media, via social media like Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, even Facebook, right? She had done apparently all quite a lot of research into this and apparently spoken with many of the girls, many of the girls who were actually trying out for the role of the of the girls in this film, right, which were aged 10 and 11. She had spoken and discussed with these girls the whole purpose of the film, um, what the film was about, and the film is entirely about the sexualization of women leading to their success and how that is affecting the younger generations of women via social media today, which is a very fucking real thing. Very, it, very real. It's very fucking real. You, you can try to look away, but the fucking reality of the matter is, is that, I mean, in my, in our, in our day, right? We didn't have Instagram and shit. We didn't have that till we were 14, right? Yeah. 14, 15. So we're about hitting high school. Till we're about heading high school, which is generally still fucked. It's still pretty early, but like still pretty early. It's not right out of elementary it's school. Not right out of elementary school, and it's not the area that is generally expected where some people start developing sexual nature or sexual ideas. Right, high school is is pretty commonly where people start developing any yeah. type of sexuality. Not that not to say that it can't happen before then, because it can, depending on circumstances, of course. But of course. But high school is generally the common area where that starts developing. And the reality is, is that now we have people that are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, all of these social media platforms. We have people that are on these fucking platforms at six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. 
They're not even into their teens yet. These are young people and we have young girls on these platforms that are seeing this shit constantly. Constantly. Right? Constantly. And it's and it's no doubt influencing them. No doubt, right? And you and and I'm sure there are plenty of women out there who feel this when they post something that doesn't include what you know whatever. It posts something of normal and then there are people that notice that when they post something that includes p- pictures of their body included that they get more likes generally and that it gets more shares etc 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 right like our culture has a very common trend of s- sexualizing women that is not a secret that is not something that's behind the scenes it's very blatantly in the front scenes right i mean women's bodies are used to sell products eh, all the time via our culture like billboards and shit etc right like i remember seeing like like carl's jr commercials with women eating women in in bikinis eating burgers yeah and they were just Absolutely just ridiculous. to sell just to sell their carl's jr burger right it, it, women have been sexualized and used in our culture for profit for a long fucking time right for a long fucking time long fucking time okay and so to think that they're not that that's not currently happening you're being ignorant right that is currently happening and further to think that that does not have an effect and an influence on the youth on not all young people i mean all young people in general right but specifically young women because they can see this is how they they see with their fucking eyes they see how many likes a woman is getting on a regular post and then they see the amount of shares and likes that a woman gets when she is sharing a picture of her body and it's like that that entire that subject is what this film is addressing that is the whole point of this film is that young women are being influenced by this sexualization of their bodies and the culture surrounding that right and so that is what this entire film is about right and i i didn't know that when i was first looking into it i kind of just was like I mean, maybe I was like everybody else, right? I didn't know anything about it. I thought that this was like a weird sexualization of younger people. So I was like, maybe this is not appropriate to fucking be on Netflix at all. Like maybe yeah. this shouldn't be a thing, right? Surface level, that's what it seems. Surface level, dude. And especially by the cover photo. I mean, like, it's just, it's like, yo, they did not do a good job of making this look like it was like something that was <laughs> going to be informational and or, you know, inform people about the fucking reality. Maybe they were going for a jarring, kind of shocking thing because they wanted it to be shocking. They wanted to catch your attention. I mean, that's possible. That's possible. I heard it did get very high reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I, I <laughs> maybe some people got the gist and they understood, but I, I'm... I found like if you watch the movie, you probably, like, get the gist. Probably. It was just... It's just a weird situation overall, honestly. I heard... There was a petition put out to uh, cancel Netflix subscriptions yes. via a big website that got over 600,000 signatures okay. vouching that they were going to unsubscribe from Netflix. <laughs> Apparently, Netflix suffered a huge decrease of subscriptions over the first week upon the release of this movie. After the first week of this movie, they some gal got subscriptions back so apparently some people decided that it wasn't as big of a deal as they thought it was weird kind of scenario but there was a huge (laughs) fucking backlash the creator of the movie got death threats many 
many death threats many, and just many death threats. Yeah, personal attacks towards her surrounding the movie. There was a whole hashtag apparently I would didn't witness. I'm not on Twitter. Uh, but apparently on Twitter, there was a whole cancel Netflix, hashtag cancel Netflix, Twitter, hashtag that was going around. People were fucking not about it. People were very upset. People thought that this promoted, in some way promoted pedophilia, in some way promoted the sexualization of young girls, even though that this purpose of this film was entirely about the opposite. It was about bringing attention and awareness around the fact that this is happening into hopefully have an effect to negate it right in the future but uh you know some people got it mixed up is what it sounds like i don't know i mean what, what do you think like, you, like i mean it just sounds like people are reacting surface level to things like they always do like they always whereas do. you just dig a little bit deeper and you find out it's something different right um but yeah, I mean... It's just a weird... It's kind of a weird scenario, right? It's a very weird scenario, and like the main reason that it's been brought to our attention is because of all the controversy that it's right, created yeah. with the fucking massive decreases in Netflix subscriptions. Then I saw their monthly unsubscribers went up times seven or something like that, and like fucking... Um, we have Democrats and Republicans coming out in talks against it and making statements about it where it's right like, right i just see it both sides condemning this film whereas it's like bro did you guys actually watch the film yeah um because it sounds like even with the uh problematic cover photo and sequence <laughs> even with the problematic cover photo and sequence they're kind of on point with the movie's message yeah and uh and uh, theme yeah. of how this is fucked up. Look at it. Look at how it's Definitely. fucked up. Definitely. Like, you should be bothered by this. Yeah, you should, you should be and uncomfortable. That, and that's the thing is, like, these people are coming out with these statements against this film because it's making them comfortable. Like, hearing about these sequences of this three-minute dancing of this girl in, in Scantily or whatever, and the fucking cover photo, these people are being uncomfortable and, like, I don't like this. Whereas it looks like the movie is, like, yeah, you shouldn't like this. Here's yeah. a bunch of reasons why you shouldn't like this, and here's yeah. why this is happening. You should probably totally. be aware of this, and hopefully somehow do something to fucking contribute to fixing the situation. Right, Because right. it's, yeah, and that's, and that's, like, that is probably what I would be led to believe influence them to choose a cover photo like that is, yeah, make the mm. audience uncomfortable because all this should make you fucking uncomfortable. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, it's so, apparently the, uh, I'm not sure, I can't remember if it was the, the, I don't think it was the person who created the film, but I think it was the company that was connected to her. Um, Are they the therapist on set at all times to make yeah, sure everything yeah, was good? Yeah, apparently they, they had a, yeah, you're right. That's what the creator, the woman who created the movie or produced the movie or directed, uh, I think she produced, um, the one who wrote the fucking script and came up with the movie. She apparently had a, a therapist who specializes in this scenario on set at all times to talk to them. She also had very in-depth conversations about with every single a girl who was involved that were trying out for the film and apparently every single girl who was involved she had their parents involved very heavily and made a point to 
have very heavy discussions with them and apparently all the parents that were involved with the kids who were filmed in this movie were all activists supporting and against the sexualization of young women and so this movie is really like despite all controversy the whole point behind this movie is to be against the sexualization of young women and to be against all of this shit that so many people are are uh, you know, freaking out about this movie, about and saying that it's promoting certain things. The whole point of this film is actually to be against these things that people say it's promoting, which is fucking, uh, it's a pretty interesting I mean, topic. Yeah. I mean, it does sound like kind of like a situation that's blown out of, out of proportion. I yeah. am glad, though, that it's getting like good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It does sound like critics are seeing mm -hmm. the fucking point when they do watch the movie. Definitely. On the topic of critics, I did want to uh, dive into, as our final topic, the 93rd Oscars, which are taking place in 2021, mm. which are going to be judging all the movies um, from this year and a little bit from next year as well, which is um, very rare that ha that happens. So yeah, final topic of this episode of the podcast, Devin has fallen asleep. Um, so it is just me and Alex. Um, but, uh... Yeah, Devin is dead. Devin is dead. He's I've slept him many times now, and he's not getting up. So, the 2021 93rd Oscars, how are they changing with COVID? What are the... What are the... What are, how, how is this getting shaken up? So... What's going on? Let's get into it. The date of these Oscars has been moved from February 28th to April 25th. This is the latest the show has ever taken place since it began being broadcasted on TV in 1953. Mm -hmm. This is the fourth time they've postponed in history. The first time they ever postponed was in 1938 due to flooding in LA. The second time they ever postponed was in 1968 by two days because MLK had been assassinated six days before the event was scheduled to take place. Oh my God. The third time they ever postponed was in 1981, and they postponed by one day following an attempted assassination of the president at the time, Ronald Reagan. So, this is the fourth time they have ever postponed the Oscars. So, it is still scheduled to take place at the Dobie Theater in Hollywood. No host has been announced, but they right now, as of now, it is scheduled to take place in person with the, all the actors there. Um, we will see if that happens. I'm assuming COVID will probably still be an issue by April of next year, but, you know, who knows. Um, for the first time since the Oscars began, the eligibility period for the films now spans two calendar years. Movies released in 2020 or the first two months of 2021 will be able to compete against each other for these awards. Mm. And they're allowing movies to compete that had to cancel through their theatrical release and move to online streaming platforms. This is a big deal because a couple of years ago, the Oscars implemented a new rule where movies that didn't receive theatrical runs were not eligible to receive Oscars. So that kind of made it to where all the big... Interesting. All the big, heavy-hitting Netflix movies that didn't get theatrical right, runs right. were no longer eligible. And this resulted in um, streaming services like Netflix and Hulu putting their movies that they thought were Oscar contenders into limited theater runs. Mm -hmm. So they'd run in theaters for a few weeks because that qualified them to earn Oscars. And, of course, that is important to these directors and writers who are working so hard on these films so that they have a chance to win awards and be recognized for their work. Mm. 
But this year, they're reverting that or kind of like moving back on that rule where they're being more understanding this year, obviously, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I did see some people concerned that because of COVID and the lack of movie theaters, a lot of the smaller, more niche movies, more indie movies haven't had a chance to be seen, maybe haven't been on a lot of voters' radars um, because a lot of the streaming services are advertising the big movies. A lot of the talk is around the big movies, mm -hmm. like Tenet. Um, yeah. So a lot of the smaller movies, like let's say Nomadland or something like that, um, aren't getting talked about in, as much. They aren't yeah. getting theatrical runs. You can't go down to your local art theater and see the fucking indie movies that are coming out that end up winning a lot of rewards and kind of come out of nowhere. And you're like, oh my God, this movie is incredible. Because a lot of the movies that are beginning... That are in the spotlight and people and with everybody at home, the movies that are getting the main attention are the bigger movies. So people are concerned that maybe this this Oscars um, will be more focused and geared towards those movies. But you know, it's a weird ass year. So like, I don't know. Not a lot of movies even came out this year. So the whole, already the choice is limited. I am I am very curious what the next year's Oscars are gonna be like because everything seems like it's been postponed. Yeah. Where next year's gonna be fucking jam packed. Yeah. Um, no kidding. But yeah, we'll see what happens. It's gonna be really competitive then. Yeah, extremely competitive. Whereas like this year, like you have a director like Nolan. Um, Nolan. Oh fuck, man. Man, I can't remember his name right now for some reason. But the guy uh, that directed the Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. I was just trying to think of his. I thought his first name was Nolan for a second. I'm sorry, but uh. Yeah, Christopher Nolan, he's pushing super hard for Tenet to come out this year. And they released it this year, and it's bombing because no one can go see it in theaters. It opened to $10 million, where it's a $200 million film. Like, that's nuts. Like, it is losing so much money. Theaters that opened specifically for Tenet so that they could air Tenet are losing money as a fucking theater. Like, those theaters are losing money because wow. people do not want to go see movies right now. Um and the movie theaters that are open have to implement all these strict regulations. Right. It's just like not a good time for movie theaters to be open right now. Understandably, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, Do they open Tenant for any streaming services or anything? No, Tenant is only in theaters right now. Um, yeah, completely only in theaters. It's the only way you can see Tenant right now. And I know a lot of people on Facebook that I've seen have seen Tenant. We cannot see Tenant. Yeah, we don't have a. Yeah, no, theaters have a are not open. Theaters are not open in Washington right now, so mm -hmm. we can't see. God. We can't see Tenant. Can't but, even go see it. But in like I think twenty six states right now, Tenant is playing. Um, and um, I haven't looked into it because I don't want to get anything spoiled for me because I love Christopher Nolan films. And I do want to go in blind. Yeah. But I am excited for theaters eventually to open so I can see it. Um, Definitely. Um, when it is safe to do so, because yeah. obviously in a lot of these states, like people are still not comfortable going to the movie theater, so they're not making a very Definitely. large profit. Totally. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, one thing I wanted to get into cause, uh, I do watch it or I don't, uh, sometimes I watch the Oscars, but mainly I look at the awards afterwards. Definitely. I see what won and usually I'll see what, what gets nominated for best picture. And I'm like, okay, those are like the eight potential best films of the year. I'm going to go watch them all Hell and yeah. see what's going on because usually there's a lot of gems in that list. Hell um, yeah. this year obviously going to be a special case. It's a wide net, wider net, but also not as wide of a net because not as many movies have been released. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a definitely an interesting Oscars to see what happens, to say the least. Um, Fuck yeah. I did recently watch Milan. 
You did? Well, I did watch Mulan, yeah. Oh, well, shit. Yeah. I kind of want to watch no, that with No, you. it's fucking good, bro. Like, uh, it's fucking... It was, it was pretty sick. It's very empowering young woman film. Um, Sweet. The, the action sequences are sick. Um, I thought there wasn't going to be any romance, but there is a romance. They just kind of, like, move things around um, in an interesting way. Um, the new villain-type character is really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it more, more so than I thought I would, but not as much as I hoped I would. No. Um, shit. <laughs> uh, it was interesting how, like, at certain points, like, like, I'll make a man out of you, that song sequence. Um, there, man, there's certain points I'm like, man, this whole sequence right here got condensed into a song, but since there's no songs in this movie... It's not a song this time, and it's like a sequence. <laughs> uh, dude, they just cast uh, Tinkerbell for the live action, um, uh, live action Aladdin movie. It's an, um, yeah. it's a black woman, which I thought was pretty cool. Nice. I mean, some people were like in the comments, like, "Oh, I hope Pocahontas gets cast as a young blonde boy." Then and it's like, oh, "What the fuck are you talking about? It's fucking Tinkerbell, bro." Yeah, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? about? Are you talking <laughs> it's about? a fucking fairy, dude. Um, but I'm sure she'll do an excellent job. I'm excited. I ho- uh, I know they're casting the live-action Hercules right now. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> I'm curious about that because, like, I really do hope that it's a musical because I love uh, Go the Distance. That's one of my favorite Disney songs. And I also love Meg's song when she's, like, struggling with her internal struggle over whether or not she should love Hercules. But I am interested how they're going to do the transition from skinny young Hercules to when he's fucking bulky. Because, like, are they going to do, like, I know you haven't seen Captain America first, um, Avenger, but yeah. in the beginning of that movie, he's all scrawny skeleton, scrawny little skinny white boy, and then he goes into a machine and he comes out bulky. <laughs> uh, but you can tell that like when he's all scrawny and shit, it's really weird CG. Yeah, like it's weird CG because the actor's obviously naturally like in real life he's fucking bulky, like he's a <laughs> big fucking ripped ass dude. But so that they put they, it almost looks like a giant head on a skinny little teenager boy's body. Uh, and it looks really, like, just sketch. And I, I just hope they don't do that with Hercules. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it would be comfortable to have, like, a recast where it's a different actor when he's bulky. Yeah. But, like, just do it, hopefully, in a way that just looks less um, uncomfortable. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, that shit was fucking weird. Um, Gnarly. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's gonna basically wrap it up for episode twenty of the Sweet Peaceful. Um, we did change things up. I hope it wasn't um, too bad for you guys. We didn't play a game, and I know we didn't cover any trailers or any like really new announcements. Yeah. Uh, we, me and Alex, just kind of wanted to get into some uh, hot topics, six hot topics right now in gaming. Yeah, big um, big gaming discussion. Yeah. TBH. Yeah. So like. Um, if you guys did enjoy this, uh, definitely let me know. Shoot me, uh, shoot me a message on if if you have me on anything, or just send an email into uh, the sweet peaceful at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, if you guys wanted us to move more into this type of discussion based um, podcasting, well, we would be open to that suggestion. Definitely say so. Yeah. And if if you thought it was too long, you know, like if you've been here, if you've been listening to this entire episode, 
Yeah, we I are mean, about to pass the 90 minute. We just passed the 90 yeah, minute mark. If you if you think this has gone on too long and it's mm, just you, you've gotten, you know, what bored or you've gotten uncomfortable or whatever it is or you've like felt like you need to move on to something else in your listening period, say so. You know, send us a message and be like, "Yo, yeah. this shit was too long, bro." Like, yeah, cut, cut that shit, you know. Cuz we usually try to stick within 45 minutes to an hour. We I feel like that's kind of like a I don't know, like a TV show episode this or whatever. This is like double. Yeah, but this is like special. I mean, uh, I justify it with it saying like, oh, it's episode 20 it's or episode whatever. 20. And we're testing out a new fucking uh, kind of like setup with yeah. this long form discussion, six topics. Definitely. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, we will be next. Back big next. Big thanks. Yeah. Big fucking thanks. We will be back next week with um, back to probably our normal outline. Um, I will have a game set up and everything. I know we didn't do a game this episode. Um, but yeah. Uh, Devin is asleep, but... Devin is asleep. Devin. <laughs> Devin's sleeping. Hope you guys have a great uh, week. This will be the last episode of September 2020. We will hit you back in spooky season. True that. Spooky yeah. month. October. Things are going to get freaky. Hope you guys have a good rest of your September. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for uh, joining us on this weird, long, long episode. Thank you. I love you. Good night. Good morning. <laughs> Just press the space bar, dude. What?